Hello, Cross Timbers family. Welcome to episode 22 of the CT Conversations podcast, where we explore more what we are learning as a church. My name is Ian Harbour, and today I have Jake Etheridge, our Denton student pastor, on with me today, and we are talking about this past weekend's message from our 40 series. If you don't know, 40 is our series through the book of Exodus, and this week we are in Exodus 19, where, frankly, a lot happens. Toby talked to us about how God established a covenant with Israel to make them a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That's a lot. And Pastor Toby did an amazing job unpacking what that means and how it impacts our daily lives. And on this episode, Jake and I will continue to explore these things and how we can live these things out in our lives. It's a great conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I am sitting here with Jake Etheridge, one of our student pastors. Jake, how's mm-hmm. it going? Uh, it's going really good. It's going really, really good. Good. What you been up to lately? Well, um, been doing a lot of reading lately. Just just reread one of my all-time favorite books, Jurassic Park, actually. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm. How was it? Really good. It's really good to go back as an adult and read it. Uh, I'd just seen the new movie that came out, so I was like, I'm going to go back and revisit this book. So You said that movie wasn't very good. I didn't find it was. If you're listening and you enjoyed it, you, you are entitled to your opinion. <laughs> as a hardcore JP fan, uh-huh. uh, I did not love it, and I very much prefer the, the Michael Crichton novel. Jake, if you were... A dinosaur. <laughs> if I was a dinosaur. What kind of dinosaur would you be and mm. why? The mm. ultimate youth ministry question. Oh, that's a great, great youth ministry question. Yeah. Uh, I think I would be, I would I would probably be like a stegosaurus, I think. Why would you be a stegosaurus? Because it's like, he's got, he's like really cool looking, which I hope to be. And he's got this cool like, <laughs> like spikes on his back. Mm-hmm. And so he's like all tough. But in reality, the Stegosaurus they think was like a gentle, like very like, you know, calm, peaceful. And so I think that I have a lot of like craziness uh-huh. in my life. But in reality, like I just want to be calm and peaceful. Mm. And just kind of chill out, you know, and and be a Stegosaurus and just walk around and eat grass. And right. Tough on the outside, out. soft on the inside. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be an Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, so let's uh, back to this. You want to be an Eminem? <laughs> okay, so let's hop into this this message. So we're in the forty series, and oh, yeah. um, man, Toby had a great message this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It's on the podcast. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to it, you should go back and check it out. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, yep. And Moses goes up and. Speaks the Lord speaks to Israel Mm -hmm. through Moses kind of Mm -hmm. for the first for real time. Mm -hmm. And Toby had some amazing points and I kind of want to just go point by point through what a lot of what Toby said. So when he got started, he had a a long bit and it was so good on, he said, God is not like me. Yeah. And he talked about that in length, but I want to just ask like, why is God not being like us? just good news for our everyday life. Like, I mean, like, I think sometimes we want to, we talk about having a relationship with God and and like, Mm -hmm. obviously that's important, but there is this level of God is not like us. Mm -hmm. 
Why is that good news for us, especially in our everyday lives? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's important to know that we are made in the image of God. God's not made in the image of us. Mm. And so what that means is that there are things in our lives that are like God. Uh, like we, I, I believe firmly that we are all deep down creative because God is a creator. Mm. Uh, but I also think that there are, there are certain things about us that just due to, to life, due to um, some of our, our nature does not line up with who God is and is different. So God is not like us. Um, for instance, so how so? I, I would say that, that for us, when we get angry, we, we, we do sinful things as people. You know, we we resort to not having holy, righteous anger, whereas we actually can read the Bible and see many times where God is almost <laughs> like, "I have this righteous anger. Why did you? Why on earth would you make a a cow out of gold when I'm literally going mm. to go speak to the person who is carrying my word to you? Yeah. But that's but that's not God sinning. Mm-hmm. But for us, you know, we're we're not always like God, and I think that that some of those areas is like some of us we have built in us and we see the natural rhythms of patience and the passing of time. Mm-hmm. But I love what Toby pointed out, the whole like to God, a day is like a thousand years. And it's this aspect of like, man, God is the most patient being in the universe. And mm-hmm. it's a really good thing that God is not like us because if God was like us, I'm pretty sure he would just constantly hit the reset button. Mm-hmm. But instead God is is loving and kind and patient when we are not. And is one of my favorite verses, it says that when we are faithless, he is faithful. Mm. Uh, and I think that that's encouraging to know that God is not like me in all of the best ways. Yeah. How, so how do we, I mean, how can we know that like that difference between, I love what you pointed out with the anger because that feels like such like that fine line, especially mm-hmm. for us as humans, mm-hmm. like at what point is anger like good and righteous and at what mm-hmm. point is it wrong and sinful? Like yeah. how is God's even anger being mm-hmm. different than ours? Like how do we know that? And how is that like, like I said, good news for us? Yeah. Well, I think that that part of it is this, this Toby talks about, and it's really interesting, this idea of like, we are stuck in space and in time. And we think of everything in that context, right? Like Mm -hmm. I think one of the funniest things we do is put deadlines on God. Like we say, well, God, I will worship you when you heal this thing by this time. Mm -hmm. Or when you give me this job by that time, when I start making this money by then, like we put all these deadlines on God when he's almost like, Hey, I, I exist out of time. (laughs) You're you're being really narrow minded right now by asking this. But, but what's interesting is that God's, motivation and desire, I believe, is is to love people. Mm. Um, and people don't always love him in return, but I do believe that that God wants what is best for people. Yeah. And so I think that that's, that's almost the motivator, but behind all of that, it's, it's kind of like what Toby said. I know we're kind of jumping around no, yeah, in yeah. the message, but uh-huh. Toby said something really interesting near the end that I think ties into this, where he said, it's this idea of like, we don't necessarily break God's laws, God's laws break us. Mm, and that's explain what, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a really creative way to basically explain that God's laws are not just things he made up because he felt like making them up, mm-hmm. you know? But they are laws and they are facts of the universe because if we were to break those laws, even though we may not see it immediately, talking about us, operating in time. That's how we view things. We go, well, what's the big deal if I steal this thing? Because in the short term, nothing's going to happen. Whereas God's not concerned about the short term. God's thinking about your soul. Yeah. 
And he's going, no, 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 you don't understand that these things, these laws I have, they, if you break them, it corrodes your soul mm-hmm. and you're not actually who you are meant to be. And I'm the only one that knows who you were meant to be because I created you. Yeah. And so it's really this idea of God is not like us because he sees the full picture. Whereas we even think we sometimes see the full picture, but we're even contained by by time and, and space. And I think that the only, only ways we can know that um, is honestly by reading his word hmm. um, to kind of tie it into the pathway for us. Our, we, we really stand by follow, find, and know, and do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is to follow Jesus, find freedom, have someone to know and something to do. Um, and one of the things about following Jesus, I believe, is that to follow Jesus, we have to read what the Bible says about Jesus and God. Mm. And we have to know the full picture of who Jesus is, not just the New Testament version, but also the Old Testament depiction of who God the Father is and our relationship to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that brings me right into the next question I wanted to talk about. because the So Exodus 19, I mean, mm-hmm. and Toby said it in his message, this is kind of one of the pinnacles of the Old Testament in particular, but really the whole Bible, because this is where a covenant is established mm-hmm. between God and his people. It's not the first one. We talked about the, the his covenant with Abraham way back in Genesis 12. Absolutely. Um, but this is kind of the Mosaic covenant or mm-hmm. really what, when we say old covenant, like that's really what we're talking about yeah. is this. And um, there's a lot of, um, it's, it's so complicated to really mm-hmm. dive all the way into. So there's no way we could do that right now. Mm-hmm. But when we look at the old covenant and mm-hmm. even in contrast with the new covenant that Jesus mm-hmm. brings in, how does the old covenant give us a better picture mm-hmm. of who God is and how he relates to us? Cause I think it's really hard for us to understand. We think of Jesus and we go, Oh, okay. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to even know about mm-hmm. this or think about this right here, but how does this moment mm-hmm. on the top of Mount Sinai give us a clear picture of who God is and what does that mean for us every day? Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting to talk about the covenant. So to, for the sake of, of listeners to kind of really, really break it down, hopefully yeah. make contentious versions. When we talk about new covenant, we're really talking about the new Testament and this belief that Jesus um, came for us. He died for us. He loves us. And that through him, we now have relationship with God. Yeah. Okay. The old Testament, uh, the old covenant really starting here that we're, we kind of spent some time in this week in 40 mm-hmm. is this idea of, of there is a, there is a loving creator out there. He is worth following, but there are, certain requirements that we need to do to engage in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what's really interesting is beyond the the particulars and the practices of the two covenants, mm-hmm. I think it's important that we know what the purpose and goals of those two covenants are. Um, and I, I think this, and there's a lot more smarter people than me who have way, you know, they have letters at the end of their name to help them explain this, but... <laughs> We look at the Bible. I think a lot of the old covenant is to help us understand who we are, where our hearts are at and who God is and where his heart is at. Mm-hmm. And what we really see a lot in the old covenant, the old Testament is this stark reality of a loving, caring father and a very forgetful people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we referenced it a second, but a great illustration is that God is literally talking to Moses and says he's talking to him face to face like a friend would talk to a friend. Mm-hmm. We see what God's desire for a relationship is with all of us in that. Mm-hmm. And he gives Moses these really honestly practical, not super difficult to break, we would think, laws <laughs> that he says, hey, these are good for you. And while this is happening, some people down at the bottom of the mountain 
have gotten all this gold together and are worshiping a different God. Mm. And from that one story, what we see is kind of an illustration of the old covenant of realizing that, man, we're really forgetful and we don't necessarily deserve or have earned a spot to talk to God. (laughs) Uh Because if we were on our way, we would just go and make a bunch of new idols and new things we worship, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, We we kind of do that today, to be honest with you. I mean, I I love technology. Probably worship my smartphone more than I should. And we we probably worship relationships more than we should. Like pick your golden calf, you know? But God's heart is for him to be face-to-face with us. Mm. as a friend talking to a friend. And what we see throughout the Old Testament through all of these sacrifices, through all these things is that there is a brokenness between us. Mm-hmm. There is a not on the same page, not on the same frequency between the two of us. And I think when we jump to the New Testament, that is the beauty of the New Testament. It's the beauty of Jesus is that he is repairing that. And he is going, I will be the bridge to help bring a forgetful people that mm. God loves to their loving creator. And so I think when we look at a lot of the Old Testament, we see God's heart. We see his affections towards people. And people always talk about, I love Toby said this a few weeks ago. Everybody always points at the Old Testament and says, well, God's really angry. Man, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, a lot of grace mm-hmm. in the Old Testament that we kind of just skip over. Yeah. One of my favorite examples, I know this is kind of a long-winded answer, but one of my favorite examples is Jonah and Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And it's in the Old Testament, it's a story of Jonah has to go tell this very sinful city, hey, get your stuff together. There is the natural consequences of your sins are coming. And they mm-hmm. were not a holy city. I don't have time to go into all of the crazy things they did, but basically just know they were not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. And Jonah goes and he gives this word very reluctantly, and they turn and they repent and God just showers them with grace because he loves them. Mm. And I think that you see in stories like that, the heart of God that we need to know that he desires to have a relationship with you. Yeah. And I think what you were talking about with God's law, I mean, Toby put this so perfectly. This is kind of why like, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this conversation, it's probably important to go back and listen to Toby's message. Like they, you know, like Toby Absolutely. did a better job describing this yes. than either one of us <laughs> could do. But when he talked about God's laws of, you know, you, you don't break God's laws, God's mm-hmm. laws break you. Because yeah. God's not, in, I love what even what you said, God's not necessarily imposing anything that mm-hmm. is like foreign or bad for Mm -hmm. them. Like he's sort of just describing, this is the way for Mm -hmm. your life to flourish. Well, and if he's the God of all order, why would he give you nonsensical laws to follow? Yeah, exactly. It would make sense that the laws, he says, hey, follow this. Because he wants good and perfect order in your life. Oh yeah. I mean, he's meeting his people where where they're at and saying Mm -hmm. like, this is how you flourish in this spot Mm -hmm. as my people, you Mm -hmm. know? And so when we... I mean, like you said, the Old Testament is full of stories of people mm-hmm. being forgetful of God and mm-hmm. not keeping those laws because, spoiler alert, we can't keep Absolutely them. Absolutely know? not. And, and Toby <laughs> talked about how for Jesus's salvation of mm-hmm. us to make any sense and to mm-hmm. be, be something that is beautiful and attractive to us, we have to know what we're being saved from. Mm-hmm. And it's our inability and forgetfulness of God and like mm-hmm. his purposes for our lives. And so yeah. being able to be rescued out of our constant forgetfulness and disobedience, mm-hmm. you know, I think that is what, and Jesus taking that for us and writing the law, not on stone, but on our hearts, which is what Toby talked about. Yeah. Like, that gives us a whole new life. And now we're, mm-hmm. now we're at Jesus and we're in the new covenant. And that's exactly what he's doing with mm-hmm. us every single day by his spirit. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And so moving on, um, 
Toby talked about how when we are saved, mm-hmm. you know, and even with this covenant, when we come into a covenant relationship with God, yeah. Um, He's not just, he is saving us from those things. And sometimes mm-hmm. that is, I mean, we have to talk about that. We yeah. have to know that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we stop there and we forget that mm-hmm. God is also saving us for something. Like he's yeah. making a people for himself. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of two things that are described here, uh, the people of God as mm-hmm. in Exodus 19. I want to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. The first one is kingdom of priests. And the second one is holy nation. Yeah. And the, the hard part about this passage is it, it is a lot of like really... Old Testament churchy lingo, but I want to be able to break it down and Mm -hmm. try to see what this means for, Mm -hmm. for us every single day. So I want to kind of take these one by one. So kingdom of priests, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what does that mean? Yeah. And like, okay. If I say, okay, I'm a, I'm a priest. Mm -hmm. What is, what am I supposed to do with that every day? Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, I think you point out something good is that when we, when we hear these things, I think the normal thing is to think, Okay, well, that's really churchy lingo. I can turn off from that, right. you know. But the the truth is that those were just the words that were used at the time. But what they mean still holds so much value. Yeah. And I really love two two parts of that kingdom of priests. Uh, kingdom meaning that we are now associated with God. Mm-hmm. We are part of His kingdom. And so I think that the first thing, just as you said, we're not being res- we're not just being rescued from something, but for something. Man, we have to start identifying ourselves with God. Mm-hmm. Like, stop identifying yourself as your sin or the thing that you struggle with. Because the truth is we could all sit around all day and talk about what we struggle with, but the beauty of the gospel is that we are being saved for something and that Mm -hmm. we can all identify with our rescuer. Mm -hmm. So you are identified as with part of the kingdom. You are on God's team now. He has given you a new Jersey. Yeah. Uh, And then priests with that is, man, you are representatives of that kingdom where you go. Mm. You literally bring with you the good news wherever you go. And part of that priestness uh, that Toby was kind of talking about was this idea. I love the illustration he used about, as we've been talking this weekend about honoring teachers, mm-hmm. uh, which I want to say, if you're a teacher, thank you so much for all that thank you do. You. Uh, my my mom was a teacher all throughout my life. And uh I very much see that the toll that that takes and that you never really are off the clock. And so just thank you so much teachers for all that you do. Absolutely. And Toby had this great moment where he said, you know, we're talking about bringing God back into schools. And he says, I'm looking at people bringing God into schools. Mm, yeah. And I think that that's important is it's realizing that you are part of the message, yeah. that you are bringing the message with you. Mm. And it's wherever we go, things are a little different because we were there. Our grocery store trips, our workplaces, our homes. We are part of a kingdom, part of a new identity, which means that wherever we go, things are different. Mm -hmm. And that it is not about being perfect. But if you have said, Jesus, your Lord, I love you. I want a relationship with you. Boom, you're part of a kingdom of priests. And that means that you have influence and you have the ability to go and to share the good news with people wherever you go. Yeah, that reminds me of, there's a friend of our church, Bob Hamp, mm-hmm. who he's a counselor, author, mm-hmm. and he has this really great point in a lot of his teachings mm-hmm. about how kind of our whole purpose, even mm-hmm. as believers, is to receive the good news, mm-hmm. contain the good news, and then broadcast Absolutely. And it feels like this kingdom of priests is sort of that broadcasting of, mm-hmm. we are taking it with us everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Like the the presence of God used to dwell in the tabernacle mm-hmm. and the temple. And that's what we're in right now in the Old Testament. But now it's in us. Yeah. And I, I love what, 
Toby said, like the law of the Lord is written on our hearts. Like the good mm-hmm. news is in us. The spirit of God is in mm-hmm. us. And everywhere we go, God is with us. And yeah. we are we are his agents of change in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know like it's so hard because it, it is an identity thing, but mm-hmm. identity is huge. I mean, that is yeah. so important. Like knowing who you are and what mm-hmm. you do and what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. And that's what Toby talked about. He goes like, so what is my purpose? Like your purpose is to be a priest. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> is take God with you everywhere. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's really important. So how, what does that look like? I mean, every mm-hmm. single day, what does that look like to do yeah. that? Well, and I think I think that ties into the the holy nation thing. So actually, let's go there. Uh, because what Toby was talking about, I think, was so good. Was that so? I want to say this as well. If when we say holy nation, you hear the word holy, and you have an immediate red flag go up, you're in a safe place. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that that kind of is what it does for me. Because growing up, yeah. yes, growing up, I heard holiness and thought impossibly to meet standards. I need to stop doing X, Y, Z and start doing these ABC things that I don't enjoy doing. And then that's when I'll make myself holy. Mm. When in reality, holy just means to set aside. There is a specific purpose for Mm. these things. And what God is saying, he's saying, hey, you are my holy nation, which means that you are holy because I say you're holy, not because of anything that you do. Mm you have been set aside, whether you believe it or not, for something specific. And that specificness is to be the kingdom of priests, mm. which means this, we will imperfectly spread the good news. Hmm. And that should be freeing. How so? Uh, because what that means is that you may be afraid to talk about Jesus to that coworker. And you may feel like one day I need to go talk to them. And then fear gets the best of you and you don't. Mm. Hey, there is still grace for you. You are still holy. Mm-hmm. That does not disqualify you. You may be here and you may be like, for me, for me, one of the things I really struggle with, but the Lord is so gracious with and is working with me on is anger. Yeah. Uh, and man, what I've learned is that despite me sometimes having some anger issues, I am not unholy hmm. because I am not the judge of what's holy and what's not only God is. Mm-hmm. And he has said, I'm holy. And so that means that even when I mess up, when maybe I... Uh, uh, get really frustrated at that person in traffic and don't best display who Jesus is, there's still grace for me. And I still am a priest Mm. and I still am set aside. And Toby had this really great line where he said, don't be so focused on seeing the hand of God that you miss his face. Yeah, that spoke to me so much. And I think that what's really important we need to know is that we don't grab God's wrist and push it around. God is having his face shine upon us, which means that he is in close relationship with us. And he's saying, now go and do, and it's okay if you mess up, I will make up for that. And I think that that's freeing. And what that looks like is to kind of go to where you were originally asking is that, I think that that means that wherever we are going, we live in a world of cynicism. We live in a world of fake news and mistrust and all of these things. And it means that we're gonna be genuine and we're gonna be sincere and we're going to be quick to forgive. We're gonna be quick to follow Jesus. And I think that when we do that, when we realize that my primary objective is just to follow Jesus and Mm -hmm. I I will begin spreading that wherever I go, that's where you find freedom. I think we, when we think about, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a kingdom of priests. I'm a holy in a holy nation. You know what I mean? When we think about that, mm-hmm. I think sometimes our minds go immediately to, okay, what do I need to do different? And, yeah. Or like, what else do mm-hmm. I need to do? And I think what's important to point out is that like we, it's not doing anything different. Mm-hmm. It's doing 
what you already do mm-hmm. as a priest, you know what I yes. mean? As, as a person carrying Christ mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's, if God has made you holy, mm-hmm. then and you're carrying the spirit with you everywhere you go, then everything you do mm-hmm. is holy. Absolutely. And like it changes not what you do. I mean, all of like your vocate, you don't need to go into full-time mm-hmm. ministry. You don't need mm-hmm. to do any of those things. Like what you do is made holy mm-hmm. and like, it's the way you go about it. It's not doing mm-hmm. anything different or anything new. And it reminds me too, I mean, to honestly, to bring it full circle, when we were talking at the very beginning about how God is not like us, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about us being a holy nation. Well, the Bible says that God is holy, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like we're holy and he's mm-hmm. three times holy. <laughs> like he's like holy removed and set apart from yeah. us. And, but he draws near to us as mm-hmm. his people. I think in the same way, we are holy and set apart from the world, but we still draw near to the world, yeah. you know? And and just as God brings himself into us and he says like, no, this is the way we're gonna go. And this is the way that I'm gonna guide you. Mm-hmm. We do that with the world. We're set apart from them. We're like Paul says, we're in the world, not of the world. Yeah, You know, we're set apart from it. We're not of it, but we're in it. Yeah. And so let's draw near to these people and do what we do, mm-hmm. but with the light of Christ with us. Yeah. And I think that changes everything. But it is it's that, mm-hmm. Toby said, you have to change your mindset. You have to change yeah. your identity. You have to change the way you think about those things. I think that does it. I think that's it right there. Yeah, and I think I think something you brought that was interesting is it's the doing the things you already do. Uh, Craig Rochelle mm-hmm. has this really great saying where he says, uh, people don't always wanna follow a leader that's right. They wanna follow a leader that's always real. Mm. And I think that it's the same for, for us is that it's not about always being right. Yeah. Having everything perfect. It's about being real. And I think that's what stands out to people is when they can go, man, I see the mess that, that Ian has, that Jake has, but I see that there's a different hope in them when they do everything, mm. you know? And it's kind of this do everything you do unto God. Let, let loving God be the motivator behind everything you do. Yeah. Not to be right or to be perfect get that out of your head. Per- perfection is a really terrible goal because you'll never reach it. Mm-hmm. Just do everything that you do because you love God and because you want to follow him better and mm-hmm. that you want to know more about him. And kind of speaking of what you said about full-time ministry, yeah, we have kind of done this in American and Western society. We've said, well, full-time ministry means you're a pastor. It means you're this. Mm-hmm. It says right now, if you believe Jesus is who he says he is, <laughs> mm-hmm. you are in full-time ministry. Welcome to it. Absolutely. Uh, that is that is true. Wherever you go, you are bringing Jesus with you. Mm. It is not about a job title. It's not about um, any of that. It is about following Jesus and doing everything because you love him and that you want to better follow him. And because you realize that you are not what makes you holy, but Jesus is what makes you holy. So now go and be a kingdom of priests. And when we talk about here at Cross Timbers, the four things that we talk about all the time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) follow Jesus, find freedom, Mm -hmm. find someone to know, something to do. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all of those things are wrapped up in this whole idea that we are saved to follow God, Mm -hmm. a God that loves us Mm -hmm. and that we don't make ourselves holy. He makes us holy Mm -hmm. and set apart. And that brings freedom to our lives. Mm -hmm. Someone to know, remember Mm -hmm. it's a kingdom of priests and a (laughs) holy nation. Like Mm -hmm. it's the people of God. Like you're not saved into isolation. You're saved Mm -hmm. into a people. And that we're like, we're all in this together. A spiritual family. A spiritual family, like we say across numbers all the time. And then something to do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're a priest. You're like, you go into the world Mm -hmm. and be like the priest that God has set you apart to be mm-hmm. and be like the the set apartness in your 
workplace, mm-hmm. in your family, in mm-hmm. your whatever else, in your other activities, you know, mm-hmm. like it's all kind of summed up in this point. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the beautiful things about this is it's not even just like hitting one of those things mm-hmm. like really hard. It's the entirety of it wrapped up, mm-hmm. like the mission of God in that, yeah. in this spot. Well, and can, can I say this? I love yeah. that Toby, because we've been talking about these very churchy words, right? Mm-hmm. I love that Toby is able to say, hey, these these churchy words, these terms you've heard, let's get rid of some of the negative association with them because they are actually good things for you. Absolutely. And this is what they're really saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really important is that we know that like what you just said, we are a holy nation, we're a kingdom of priests. And what that really means, but simply is that, man, we're gonna follow Jesus. We're gonna find freedom. We're gonna have someone to know and we're gonna have something to do. Exactly. And that's simply what it means. And so I love that we have a pastor who his heart is to clearly communicate God's promises Mm -hmm. to us. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Jake, before we wrap up, any last things you wanna say? Uh, man, I just want to encourage anyone that if you have not already listened to this last week's message, go ahead and man, really approach it with this lens of you and I are not going to be perfect, but we're so thankful that we have a perfect God that wants to have a relationship with us, that God is not like us, that we are made in the image of God, but God was not made in the image of us and that that's a really good thing. And that should be something that makes our Monday through Saturday completely different. Mm. That's good. It's when we follow Jesus, it changes our mindset mm-hmm. and our lives truly follow. Mm-hmm. I love it. Awesome. Jake, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Every single thing in our lives start with the questions, who am I and what am I here for? We have a purpose and we have to know what it is. Without it, it's like sailing the seas without a compass or navigating the world without a map. But God has clearly shown us both of these things. We are God's people set apart to show the world what it looks like to live out the destiny God has given each of us. And if we're honest with ourselves, the Old Testament can be confusing and hard to understand. And we wonder why all these weird stories are even there. But when we see these stories in the light of who Jesus is and what he has done for us, we see God even more clearly than we saw him before. And that changes everything about our lives. I love it. I love this series and how Pastor Toby is walking us through these things. And if you enjoyed this episode or was moved by it in any way, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Just let them know how it spoke to you and suggest they listen to it for themselves. You could even share it on social media. We want this to be a resource for the people of our church to follow Jesus and find freedom. So if this episode helped you in those ways, maybe it could help someone else too. Speaking of following Jesus and finding freedom, you probably heard us mention those two things a lot in this episode, along with finding someone to know and something to do. Those come straight from our pathway. And pathway is our church's way of helping you do those four things. And if you wanna hear more about it, you can actually go back and listen to the last episode of CT Conversations, episode 21 with Kent Sparks to get a taste of it. But really, you should attend the two classes. They are the first and second week of every month and you can sign up on our website at crosstimberschurch.org slash pathway. 
So next week, we will be back to continue talking through our 40 series. I can't wait for it. And I hope you continue to join us. So with all that said, thanks for listening. And I will see you next week.